Hello, this is Professor Victor Lopez, and today I would like to present a, uh, a short presentation on a uh, paper that I'm going to be presenting uh, later on this uh, month to the Northeast Academy of Legal Studies and Business at their annual conference. Uh, this is a paper that I currently have out for uh, review, and it is titled, When Legal Systems Clash, why foreign-born residents fall prey to unscrupulous notaries public and what can be done to prevent it. In civil law jurisdictions, uh, unlike in the United States, uh, notaries public in general are highly trained lawyers who must undergo rigorous training and pass competitive exams in order to qualify as notaries. By contrast, in the United States, uh, notaries are generally required only to be 18 years of age and uh, either high school graduates uh, or uh, possessing a high school equivalency uh, residents of the state in which they seek to become a notary and uh, have clean criminal records. That's about it. Only 10 states require any training at all, and when training is required for someone to become a notary, it's typically between three and six hours in duration, uh, certainly not uh, comprehensive by any stretch of the imagination. And only 13 states require an exam before someone can become a notary, and of those states who require the exam, uh, it's generally about an hour in duration. Again, not particularly a difficult exam to prepare for, uh, and certainly not a comprehensive exam either. either. Notarial fraud is a real problem in the United States. Uh, Foreign-born individuals in the U.S. are easy prey for unscrupulous notaries public precisely because the assumptions that they make about the powers of a notary public and their training and experience uh, are very different in the countries from which they hail rather than in the United States. Individuals that come uh, from uh, countries uh, outside of the United States uh, that are civil law jurisdictions, which is by far the uh, most prevalent uh, legal system around uh, the world. Most countries follow civil law rather than the British-based common law system that the United States and former British colonies generally adopt. Uh, it's, it's by no means just a problem for Mexican immigrants, uh, even though if uh, you pay attention to the popular media to the extent that it's ever covered at all, uh, the problem of notarial fraud is almost always focused on uh, its effect on Mexican-American uh, populations, both legal and illegal immigrants from Mexico who are preyed upon by unscrupulous notaries public, but the problem is much, much broader than that. In fact, it affects immigrants from all corners of the world, from the uh, world-dominant civil law system, uh, which is prevalent uh, in the vast majority of nations around the world. The world. In 
doing my research for this uh, paper, uh, I surveyed all 50 states, and I also surveyed uh, Washington, uh, D.C., and all the U.S. territories, and the details are contained in uh, my paper, which is a little over 11,000 words, uh, in, in, a, in a significant amount of detail. But there are some patterns that uh, emerge that can be uh, examined uh, you know, rather briefly uh, in terms of the significant differences between uh, the United States and the rest of the world when it comes to the powers and training uh, of notaries public. United States nor notaries' uh, powers are very limited to such uh, you know, largely ministerial acts such as administering oaths, witnessing or attesting the validity of signatures, uh, and acknowledging the validity of uh, instruments. Uh, and again, some, some similar uh, relatively straightforward uh, powers that they are uh, provided in the various states. Uh, former French and Spanish possessions, such as Louisiana, Puerto Rico, and uh, Florida, still have some vestiges of their original civil law roots, and notaries in those jurisdictions uh, can have significantly different uh, powers. Uh, for instance, in Puerto Rico, notaries have to be lawyers, uh, very similar to the requirements in uh, just about the rest of the world. Uh, and uh, in Florida, there are both civil law and common law notaries, with civil law notaries also being required to be attorneys uh, and uh, having very, very different powers and very different uh, training requirements than non-lawyer attorneys. Uh, forgive me, non-lawyer uh, notaries public, uh, such as the common law notaries, which are pretty much the same powers as just about everywhere else throughout the United States. States. In contrast, the powers of notaries public in uh, civil law jurisdictions are very, very different. Uh, my research included uh, sample civil law jurisdictions in Latin America, including uh, North America, you know, basically uh, Mexico, uh, and Central and South American countries, as well as European countries and African countries and countries in Asia. It was much uh, more difficult for me to do research about uh, Africa and Africa in particular, and uh, also Asia and uh, many European countries, because information about these is generally not included in the legal research databases that are the bread and butter of my research, uh, unless I can do research off-country, uh, which unfortunately, although it was the original intent for this paper, uh, I was unable to do due to the travel restrictions due to COVID-19. Uh, having access to both uh, LexisNexis and Westlaw, uh, there are still very few foreign jurisdictions for which it is easy to find or even possible to find primary uh, sources of law, such as uh, statutes uh, and uh, regulations, uh, which are, uh, again, in the absence of being able to find them uh, in the legal databases, uh, 
the only other option is to find information that is available uh, online from uh, countries or consulates that provide such information. Uh, and unfortunately, in, uh, in many cases, in most cases, this is not available in English. They have not been translated. And in many cases, it's not available at all, as was the case in, uh, uh, in, in many of the African countries that I would have liked to have included in my research, as opposed to just a handful that I could get information on. Uh, I had little difficulty with uh, Spanish-speaking uh, nations and uh, you know, Mexico, Central America, South America, and obviously Spain, as uh, Spanish is my native tongue. Uh, and I did a lot of translation, translating from the available uh, databases available online in Spanish. Uh, but uh, when it came to other languages, uh, I obviously had to rely on what was uh, readily available uh, online. And unfortunately, that's not the case for uh, the vast majority of the world's uh, nations. Nevertheless, I was able to get a good cross-section of information from European, uh, African, Asian, and North and South American uh, countries, uh, and was able to uh, sort of uh, get the common threads that are uh, available in all of these civil law jurisdictions, and they include the following. In all jurisdictions, notaries public must be attorneys. And not just attorneys, but attorneys that are subject to additional training and or internship or practicum experience before they are able to become notaries public. Uh, they also need to have significant experience working as attorneys and in some cases uh, under a uh, uh, a notary public for a period of time before they can get their own commissions. Uh, there are competitive examinations that these attorneys have to uh, pass in order to get their commissions. Uh, and appointments are limited. Unlike in the United States, you're not going to have a very large number of individuals who can become notaries public. Uh, even those that meet all of the requirements are generally limited by a system that imposes strict limits on not only who can become a notary, but how many notaries uh, the country can, uh, uh, can support. And citizens, uh, citizenship is a requirement for uh, notaries in all of the countries that I examined. In some cases, must be uh, natural-born citizens. In others, they can be citizens uh, either through uh, uh, going through the, uh, the, the process of obtaining citizenship uh, if they were not born in the country. So they can be naturalized or, uh, uh, you know, foreign-born. Uh, in some cases, they must be born in the country in order to qualify. And uh, also, in many cases, there is an age limitation, 25 or 30 years of age minimum in order to become a notary. Some countries also limit the age uh, after which a notary can practice. It's not unusual to have uh, limitations of 60 or 65 years of age after which uh, a notary can no longer uh, 
continue to practice their uh, profession. And good moral character is required of uh, civil law notaries just as it is in the United States. The, what constitutes good moral character can vary, as also it does in the United States, but in general, individuals who have been convicted of uh, serious crimes, you know, to wit, uh, you know, felonies uh, or crimes of moral turpitude uh, will not be able, able to uh, ever uh, become uh, notaries in foreign jurisdictions and usually the same in the United States as well. as well. Powers of civil law notaries are, again, very different from non-lawyer notaries in the United States. They are all attorneys with full power to practice law in addition to additional uh, specific powers that are granted only to notaries who have uh, obtained their commission. They can charge significant fees for services, unlike U.S. notaries that typically can only charge nominal fees such as 2 or $3, in some cases less, for the, uh, the ministerial acts that they are authorized to administer. Notaries also have unique powers to draft and acknowledge the legality of certain types of documents that require notarization. So they're not simply saying that the document is genuine. They are, in fact, able to draft documents uh, and draft uh, deeds and contracts and, and, uh, and, and perform uh, other acts uh, such as representing individuals before tribunals and also uh, you know, uncontested uh, divorce where that is uh, you know, available uh, on and on and on, you know, creating uh, valid uh, contracts and, and so forth. They are full-fledged attorneys or what frankly we should really uh, consider attorneys plus attorneys with a significant, a significant addition and experience. Material fraud in the United States uh, occurs uh, when foreign-born legal and illegal residents uh, mistakenly approach a notary or are approached by a non-lawyer notary in the United States who uh, agrees to provide services and representation that they are not authorized to provide. Uh, unfortunately, for most foreign-born individuals, and not just individuals from Mexico and parts uh, south, uh, the word notary, uh, especially if it is written in advertisements or in signage in their own language, such as notario público, or the equivalent uh, title for a notary abroad uh, has a very specific meaning, and therefore when they see the, uh, uh, the signage or when they see an advertisement for a notary public, uh, that is where they will go when they have uh, legal issues that they need resolved, including issues relating to uh, you know, immigration and uh, uh, the filling out of, uh, of, of paperwork, uh, for dealing with any government office uh, and or representation before uh, government offices and or the courts. They're easy prey for unscrupulous notaries public because they approach these individuals with the belief that they're not just lawyers but highly trained lawyers who can 
best represent their interests. And again, most foreign-born individuals, uh, whether they are here uh, as visitors or as business travelers or as legal or illegal uh, immigrants, uh, are unaware of the limitations of U.S. notaries. You know, nobody tells them that a notary is not the same here as it is in the country from uh, which uh, they came or any other country that they may be familiar with in the region, uh, which uh, follows the uh, civil law and uh, requires uh, notaries to be highly trained and highly skilled lawyers. There's clearly legislation required to prevent notarial fraud. Uh, some states have enacted useful legislation, uh, among them uh, Colorado uh, is a good example. Uh, Colorado requires disclosures by non-lawyer notaries and broadcast media and signage to the effect that they are not authorized to give legal advice, to draft legal documents, to practice law, to act as immigration consultants, or to represent persons in immigration-related matters or hearings. Uh, this, at a minimum, should be required by every state. Uh, and there should be specific uh, legislation addressing uh, notaries public who advertise in foreign languages, because that is even more misleading for the individuals that they target. In the absence of congressional legislation, again, all states, at a minimum, should adopt similar legislation to protect these individuals in their borders. States should also impose heavy fines and criminal penalties to discourage notarial fraud and actively prosecute violators. It does no good that every state has unauthorized practice of law rules if these are not actively prosecute it. And having as a consequence of engaging in notarial fraud uh, a civil fine of 50 to $500, uh, you know, is not very much of a disincentive for individuals who are only authorized to charge a couple of dollars for the ministerial tasks that they actually have the power to execute uh, and can charge hundreds thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars to clients who mistakenly turn to them in the belief that they're full-fledged attorneys and who will be able to help them effectively with their problems, be they immigration-related, as they often are, or be they related to any other uh, civil or criminal uh, you know, concern that requires the uh, intervention of an attorney. Nominal fines are not going to make a difference, as simple as that. A training of notary should also include in every state, including in states that don't require formal training, uh, some type of uh, information being conveyed to uh, individuals who are being uh, accepted into the roles of uh, notaries public of what constitutes the practice of law and the criminals and civil sanctions that accompany it, the unlicensed practice of law in every state. Uh, in some cases, uh, it is possible that there are uh, perfectly uh, 
you know, honest and honorable notaries public that are violating the law simply because they're not aware that what they are doing is illegal. When they are attempting in good faith, I would assume in at least some instances, uh, to assist clients with issues that uh, th that they're being asked to help with, asked to help with. The media finally has a uh, major role to play, especially foreign language media that should actively participate through public service announcements and through uh, coverage uh, in uh, news programs and uh, in news magazine programs uh, to disseminate information about the problem of notarial fraud uh, and educate uh, the, uh, uh, the public, the a public that may not be conversant with English uh, on the inability of non-lawyer notaries to give legal advice, representation, or otherwise engage in the practice of law. Finally, it must be recognized that notarial fraud affects foreign-born visitors and both legal and illegal residents from all over the world, not just Mexico and Latin America, as is often portrayed uh, the few times that the, uh, the, the, the topic is actually brought up in uh, a news program uh, or otherwise in the popular media. Education and active Prosecution of unlicensed practice of law are essential to protect a very vulnerable segment of our population. States need to be proactive in protecting all citizens from such fraud. And Congress should, at a minimum, consider legislation criminalizing non-lawyer notaries who provide immigration advice and representation uh, since this is a major uh, problem, especially these days, uh, with uh, the, the large numbers of undocumented uh, foreigners who are entering the United States seeking either asylum or, or seeking to legalize their status, uh, it's a huge problem, especially in border states. But broadly speaking, it is a problem everywhere in the United States where there are residents who visit on a temporary basis, or foreign-born, uh, you know, legal or illegal residents uh, who uh, settle in the state and are in need of protecting against those who would use their, you know, lack of knowledge about U.S. law and U.S. notarial practices uh, against them. That ends my presentation, and thank you very much for listening. Take care.